Welcome, welcome, Pokemon Go trainers. This is Life After 50, a Pokemon Go podcast. I am your host, Josh Flores, and welcome. Yes, welcome, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. All right, guys. Welcome to the show. This is episode four. It is August 17th on the date of this recording, and we're so excited because GoFest is coming up. Yep. That deserves another one. Another one. We are going to recap first some of the things that are happening. Obviously, that's what recap means. 2023 World Championships have happened. And for Pokemon Go in the juniors division, the champion is Xiao Tong Yen. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but give me a break. For the Masters division, we have Vance Kelly. Awesome. Amazing. Another one. Another one. Another one for you. Yeah. Yeah, just for you. Because what that means is that just like Dancing Rob had for this year, that research, next year Vance Kelly is going to have his own research. And Vance Kelly has the privilege of, uh, not a privilege, he earned it in getting the avatar item for his for his hard work. Now you have the Passimian Pikachu with the ramen t-shirt and the Scraggy. The Pikachu and the Scraggy have the shiny potential. The Passimian did not. Uh, I don't know if you guys got that but if you guys got any of those that is amazing i did not get the shiny scraggy i did obtain one of the pikachus because that was in the research from last week and a passimian i did two raids and that was about it now we also had froki community day and it was pretty good um i would say for everyone who participated because the fact that you can just evolve your shiny greninja uh, froki into a greninja was just amazing that's just oh man it's a lot of these today a lot of these a lot of those because it's it's just a festive mood it's a festive summer and we're going to have a lot of fun we've been having a lot of fun i hope you have had a chance to participate and have had a lot of fun but if you haven't well then you have some go fest coming up in the u.s you have the nyc go fest coming up as a part of that three-part osaka london and now you have nyc if you're local to the area or just kind of can get here that's amazing but before we get into all that the details and all the stuff that's going on this weekend let's first get into a story I'm going to talk about the December's Go Fest or some event that was happening in December, and that's going to set up for today's topic. I was in downtown Manhattan, and there were some Go Fest going on. I went with a bunch of friends. We planned for a while, but it didn't happen the way that I expected it to happen. I arrived there, and it was freezing cold. Mind you, we knew, we've known about this for months, so we tried to prepare as best as possible, but Along the way, it started getting too cold. The shiny rates were just abysmal and team morale was just at an all-time low. We were scrambling around to find not necessarily places to eat, but places to comfortably sit and eat and kind of enjoy ourselves. But since the shiny rates were low, we were trying to grind as hard as possible. We were very uncomfortable, not a lot of places to sit because everything was cold. It was uh, December time, or I think December exactly, and we were traversing the area, but ultimately the group started splitting apart. At one point, one of 
my friends, he didn't bring a power pack. He forgot to charge his phone. He didn't want to buy a new cord. He had no problem hanging out with us, but he wanted to do his own thing from the start. We didn't want to do that necessarily. What we wanted to do was grind as hard as we were, but it wasn't happening. What we did was we started walking around and slowly but surely just losing people. Just one right after another until it was just me. I was by myself in New York at a certain point, understandably because everyone was just cold and I'm so crazy out of my mind. I just love this game so much that I'm willing to put myself through the craziest things just to get certain things. And it doesn't even have to be shiny. I just really like participating for the entire time. So when I come out, I can say I did the very best that I actually could. That's kind of my thing. Not necessarily that I have a game plan going in, but I was just sad because at the end of the day, no matter what I got, I just wanted to share with people. And understandably, they had to go home. I can't hold it against them, even though I felt a little salty, a little abandoned, of course. But I was looking forward to this. I was looking forward to the experience that I was going to have with my friends and every shiny that I caught, everything that I didn't catch. I wanted to share that with them. I didn't get to do that. At the end, I still maintained, um, I don't know, like 30, 40 shinies or something, even though they said that the rates were very bad. And that's because when they left, I focused more on the game. I look forward to everything with my friends and it didn't work out. I look forward to the shinies that were going to be released. And I got a bunch of shinies, but not necessarily the targeted shinies that I had in mind. I felt kind of cheated because I had all this anticipation going in, but it didn't work out. So without further ado, today's topic is... Oh, come on, guys. Really? Today's topic is the fear of missing out or FOMO as they say. The fear of missing out is exactly what it, it, it says in, in the description. It is the fear of missing out. In this game, the fear of missing out is how Pokemon Go makes its money. And that is the difference between free-to-play players and players like me who cannot wait and then try everything, waste more money than they should in order to get something and ultimately whether they get it or not just kind of feel mm, satisfied for a second until they release a, a, some something else another one essentially and it gets frustrating after a while especially with events like this because i'm not on top of everything as a lot of people are and frustrating because well let's get into it so it's frustrating because we have these little mini events that do these uh they wave kind of the carrot in front of you so we're gonna have the noxious swamp event which is going down saturday august 19th 10 a.m to tuesday august 22nd 8 p.m local time and you're gonna have a couple of wild encounters before we get into the wild encounters what this noxious swamp event means is that it's going to release i think the shiny scrub it's going to have the shiny scrub release in line with the go fest in new york city that's coming out uh this weekend also so if you're not able to participate in the new york city go fest you are going to be able to participate in this event which is going to give you that access to that shiny scrub if you so desire 
you're also going to have some raids so in one star raids you're going to have grimer alolan grimer hisuing quillfish and hisuing sneasel now you're going to have galarian wheezing in three star raids along with drudigan and turtonator one star shadow raids zubat houndour and p dove three star shadow raids nidoran onyx and sneasel you're gonna have a bonus for this event two times catch candy team rocket balloons will appear more frequently one additional free raid pass per day from spinning gym photo discs you're gonna have field research task encounters that will give you a chance to get a Grimer, Dratini, Trapinch, Skrelp, Noibat, and Marini. All of the following have shiny potential except for Marini. You're also going to have a free time research, which, which most likely because of the event is going to have event spawns, most likely some sort of Skrelp situation. And this is a way that Pokemon Go kind of furthers. So they kind of say, hey, we're going to give you a chance to low-key participate in the New York City Go Fest because Skrelp is coming out for the New York City Go Fest. But what that actually means is that they're just dangling the carrot in front of you by saying like, hey, you're missing out. Hey, we're going to hit you with this while giving you the details of, of things that might be not within your grasp and that's going to be the what is it noxious something event noxious swamp event again that's going on august 19th at 10 a.m uh, saturday august 19th at 10 a.m to tuesday august 22nd at 8 p.m and it's a good time to get, let's say, an Axew or a Skrupi, Gulpin, if you're missing it. But the Skrelp is going to be the new one on the docket for this. Ultimately, all the spawns and shiny potential of these, it's pretty good. Again, it's Zubat, Venonat, Tentacle, Dratini, Surskit, Gulpin, Skrupi, Axew, Skrelp, Tyrant, and Noibat, which all have shiny potential, meaning that for this event, the coolest part is that Pokemon Go has gotten hip to the fact that people are a little upset like me that I can't go to London or Japan. I'm lucky enough that I get to go to New York, but if i didn't i would be more participating in this event now the reason why i'm going to new york is because this is my first kind of paid go fest and since i live in new jersey it's kind of a hop skip and a jump right there to manhattan we're going to get into a couple of the differences because with the theme of fomo we kind of want to take it away i'm letting you know that if you don't participate, these things are always gonna come back. When I was in that GoFest with my friends in the story previously, I was telling you about a couple of the key targets and I got a lot of repeat shinies, which is okay, but one of the new ones that I got was Gulpin. Now you can just um, see Gulpin in the wild kind of for free. So it's, um, it's a good event, but just know that from the story that I was telling you, this whole episode is going to be surrounded around because this Gulpin, the Surskit, that's another one that was uh, during the event that that I got that it was brand new at the time and I really wanted it. But now after I got it, I just remember it as the two Pokemon that I got while my friends uh, abandoned me. Uh, they didn't abandon me, but uh, just to be um, dramatic, let's say that they abandoned me now. 
we do have the NYC Go Fest. So let's say you're listening to this and you're like, hey, but I'm going to the NYC Go Fest and I want to know like what's happening over there. Okay, or you, you're not going and you still want to know what's happening over there. So basically what's happening is from the from what i'm seeing is that the city experience is just going to be a compilation of everything that's going on in the park in the park you're going to have a couple of different habitats you know, prehistoric volcano poison swamp cursed treasures athletic field and probably a couple other that's probably it it says that's it but who knows with this game you're going to have in the prehistoric Volcano, Kangaskhan, Aerodactyl wearing a satchel, Dratini, Slugma, Cranidos, Shieldon, Darumaka, Arkin, Axew, Heatmore, and Tyrant. All those have shiny potential. In the Poison Swamp, it's Zubat, Venonat, Tentacool, Surskit, Gulpin, Surviper, Skorupi, Venipede, Ponyard, Scrub, and Noibat. And the Poison Swamp is going to go back to this uh, noxious uh, event. I don't know what the second word is, but I know it's noxious. Noxious Swamp event. So the Poison Swamp in the park experience for the NYC GoFest is going to mirror the Noxious Swamp event in for everyone else. You have the Cursed Treasures, which is the next one in the park experience. And it's going to have Ghastly, Pinsir, Eevee, Snorlax, Nosepass, Sableye, Chimeco, Yamas, Clink, Golette, Durant. Golette being the new shiny for the release of the NYC. Everything else in here is okay, I suppose. So let's go to the next athletic field, which is the Voltorb, Hitmonlee, Hitmonchan, Hitmontop. Shroomish, Makuhita, Spoink, Zangoose, Baltoy, Lucario, and Throw, which is cool. Everyone is saying that Lucario spawning in the wild is just amazing, and then it having its shiny potential is amazing because what that kind of lets people know is that Mega Lucario is kind of next on the chopping block as far as uh, Pokemon Go releasing it, which is, again, another kind of FOMO thing if you think about it. So what they've been doing is they've been gatekeeping Riolu behind eggs at first it was probably like 10k eggs and then it probably went down to a certain point now they had uh Ryolu hatch day a couple weeks ago and now they have lucario just shiny sparkling for free which is pretty cool you're gonna have uh collection challenges go snapshot field research basically a bunch of the coolest stuff you're gonna have the city experience as well so during the park experience i guess i guess you're gonna get a chance to get mega diancy and then during the city experience you're gonna get the chance to get mega rayquaza it's a week in advance so everyone is gonna get them on the 26th and 27th i suppose if you bought the ticket i think if you bought the ticket you get mega diancy but if you didn't i think you only get access to the mega rayquaza that's usually how it is either way when you get your hands on such a pokemon like mega diancy you can just evolve it straight up but what they're doing for this go fest for the nyc go fest i don't know if they're doing it for the global but you can when you encounter a carbink and that's what you use that's what you need to evolve into a diancy no you just encounter diancy diancy is just a mythical pokemon what am i talking about but for some reason you get uh when you catch a carbink you get diancy mega energy i don't know why that translates i there is a correlation i know but 
I don't know it off the top of my head right now. Moving on to Rayquaza and how you mega evolve Rayquaza. If you don't know by now, you will receive a meteorite, probably up to three meteorites during your research, whether it's this one or the one, the global. And what you do is you take that meteorite and you feed it to, no, you take that meteorite you give it to Rayquaza what you're going to want to do is it's going to have you replace one of your moves if you have the Pokemon double moved if you don't don't worry about it it will replace that move and it has to replace that move in order to mega evolve it it's one extra step to mega evolve it because that's how you did it in the main series games you would teach it this move and then it had the ability to mega evolve whereas you needed stones and so this this is a nod to the game you need the move dragon ascent it is a flying type move that rayquaza knows apparently it's powerful but i think it debuffs either your attack or defense either way it's i guess some sort of brave bird clone similar to in the main series games but we're here to talk about pokemon go now you have Chrysalia, Xerneas, and Aveltal in five-star raids during the NYC Go Fest. They all have shiny potentials. Xerneas has the fast attack Geomancy, which generates energy very fast. And Aveltal has Oblivion Wing, which is a charged attack. It is a flying charged attack. You also have location cards. So when you catch something, you have the opportunity to have the background of where you caught it in in the in the screen, in the catch screen. So you'll probably have like an Empire State Building or something in the back. Now you also have, let's talk about global go fests, which is going down, I think the 26th and the 27th. Now, the time for both of those times are 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. I might be wrong on the global, but it's kind of been fitting the same kind of trend. So let's just say, no, nah, it's it's 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, both fests, uh, with the exception of the NYC having that Randall's Island uh, kind of feature. But the global one on Saturday is going to have kind of unique spawns in... I think you have shiny Gumi. I think Gumi's coming out on the actual global, not the NYC one, which is pretty cool. You have in the NYC, not the NYC Go Fest, the global Go Fest, because that's what we're talking about. You're going to have Pikachu wearing a quartz, uh, quartz, quartz crown, Clefairy, Lickitung, Heracross, Miltank, Wurmple, Whismur, Skitty, Love Disc, East Coast Sea Shellos. Baneri, Audino, Fungus, Morlo, East Sea Shellos. It says East Sea, but I, I, every time I see East, East Coast, you have in one star raids, different kinds of Pikachus. This is the cool thing about the, the global go fest, especially for raiders and non raiders, because you can get so many different kinds of Pikachus. You have a Pikachu wearing a quartz crown, pyrite. Um, I'm going to butcher this so hard. Malachite crown and aquamarine crown and then on one star raids is also going to be gumi which is crazy you're going to have two star raids which hasn't been introduced i don't know if ever but this is the first time i'm seeing it you have carbink and two star rage which again one of the best pokemon for the great league it, it, top five definitely you're gonna want them you're gonna want candy and when you get them you're gonna get that mega energy for diancy so it's just a win overall remember to have like a mega rock type if you are just hunting this 
specifically. In three-star raids, it seems like you're only going to be seeing Snorlax wearing a cowboy hat. And look, you know, I am okay with that. That's going to be on Saturday. You're going to have Primal Kyogre and Primal Groudon. Those are going to be your, your big boys for the Saturday experience. Now you're going to have your Sunday experience. That's going to be the 26th and 27th is going to be when Mega Rayquaza makes its global Pokemon Go debut. That's when it's going to be released for everyone. That is going to be your time to get it. If you want to get it absolutely then and there because there is no rush to get this Pokemon there. They will release it again and they might not. This is where the FOMO kicks in. Sometimes, depending on the Pokemon, they will release it and will not release it. Sometimes you have to learn how to adjust your FOMO to know when to guide it. Mega Rayquaza may be one of the times where you want to guide it and maybe do your best in trying to acquire, not necessarily like a great Rayquaza, but enough energy or if you have a Rayquaza don't even worry about it because you can just walk that that thing around after remember when you walk your buddy you do get some mega energy again it takes uh, not again I didn't even say it the first time but when you walk your buddy it takes 20 kilometers to get a candy if you use a Poffin or the Pokemon is excited excited meaning you see the double hearts it will half the distance that you need to get the candy or the mega energy so much stuff so many bonuses and features and exclusives again you're gonna have uh, primal Groudon and Kyogre I think this is this is gonna be amazing this is gonna be amazing absolutely amazing I just need to look at everything because it's there's so much information to go through over here. It's any wonder why so many people are like, I want this, I want this, I want, but it, isn't it strange after someone gets it, I don't know if anyone's ever experienced this, but after anyone gets something, then that's it. The thirst is over and then it's on to the next unobtainable thing. It makes you kind of think like if everything was shiny and everyone just got everything that they wanted. I don't know. Would this game even be fun if you got everything you wanted every single time from this game? I don't know. Maybe for me, I look for different IVs. So my chase is a little bit different. But let's say that's what it was. Let's say I didn't. I didn't have access or I couldn't go to the New York City Go Fest. Honestly, I can't even go to the whole thing. I'm I'm missing Sunday, but I'm blessed enough that I live next to New York and I can make accommodations to just go Friday and Sunday. And I'm saying just, but Osaka and Japan were only two days. NYC is actually three days. So me personally, I lucked out. I, I know that I'm lucky and I'm not going to to try to say anything about that. What I am going to say is I've missed many events and wanted to go to many events. And thank you, Pokemon Company, for finally putting this in New York City, which is crazy because when I first saw the trailers for Pokemon Go, everyone was battling Mewtwo in Times Square. But I didn't get to battle Mewtwo and I've battled Mewtwo in Times Square, but it wasn't 
I thought that the first couple events would have actually been in New York. Maybe I missed a couple, but you know, I can be salty nonetheless. That, that, doesn't, that doesn't change who I am, the salt factor. What else can we talk about in this? The Noxious event is, is going to be having an increase in Team Rockets, which is going to help you at level 45. You have to defeat 100 Team Rocket Go Grunts, pur purify 100 Shadow Pokemon, defeat a Team Go Rocket leader 50 times, earn 10 Platinum Medals. The Platinum Medals should be, you should be on a good pace with that. As far as everything else, hopefully you got some good PvP stuff from the last week for this week. We want to take a look at Again, the Noxious Swamp event, because I want you to get used to looking at these events and seeing how they correlate to the next or to the coinciding event, especially if it's like in another country, there was an event where everyone was guaranteed like a shiny spritzy or something. And then they, they had some sort of research where you had like eight spritzy checks and then they held spritzy off, even though spritzy was off in the wild for a while, they held it off. And then now you can encounter in the wild. And then they had some little mini events. So the name of the game game especially when it comes to FOMO is know that it's going to come out later know that you don't have to get it now it's okay you don't have to participate now the thing that you are going to miss out on and I'm not going to lie if you're going out with people is going to be the people that's that's really what you're missing out on and I guess the bonuses but if you think about the fact that you're paying for this you're not really missing anything so you, you want to weigh the pros and cons. If you can't go because you don't have the time or the funds or you're in and sort of obligation and you're feeling some sort of way, don't feel that way because there's always a way to get past it. There's always a way to participate, maybe not then and there, but maybe later on. And maybe later on we can talk about a way to set yourself up so you feel better when you do participate, especially in next week's GoFest. But let's just take a break right now and we'll come back in a second. I'll, I'll let you know. Welcome, Pokemon Go trainers. This is Life After 50, a Pokemon Go podcast. I am your host, Josh Flores. And if you'd like to reach the show, you can reach the show by contacting Pokemon Go LA 50 podcast at gmail.com and then Pokemon Go LA 50 on Instagram and Twitter. Again, that is Pokemon Go LA 50 podcast at gmail.com and Pokemon Go LA 50 on Instagram and Twitter. 
Okay, we have a couple of things to talk about. We have, let's see what's on the docket. Obviously, I have to write this stuff down. We have tips for a GoFest. Before we get into tips for GoFest, let's take a look into this webpage, the Pokemon Go. It says a Pokemon Go World Championship Celebration Advanced Tactics. I wanted to talk about this real quick for my PvP, my PvPers out there. The other people that battle that want a little bit more information, or maybe you got into battling last week because of the event you took and you took a shot at it and you just wanted a little bit more information to see maybe if you're on the right track. So they're talking about foundations, which is something that I literally just talked about uh, not too long ago about how Pokemon Go, I wish that they would do something in terms of just letting you know a little bit more how this game is supposed to be in terms of PvP and the rules and just letting you know a little bit about the basics so you can just take those and have fun testing it out, labbing it out on your own. So I'm not going to go into everything super detailed, but I am going to go into kind of what they're talking about. The Pokemon Go website is a good website now, I believe. I didn't think that before. Before I had to go to different content creators and different websites and kind of amass all this information myself. But the Pokemon Go website, I think, did a good job on giving you at least the gist of some of these things so that you're not blindsided later when things happen or when you encounter situations where you're like oh that was a good strategy the website first talks about shadow pokemon shadow pokemon before is kind of what i was saying where they deal a lot of damage they deal 20 percent more damage and they take 20 percent more damage so the name of the game with them is to be in a position where you can deal more damage before your opponent can take you down you don't have to use all shadow pokemon on your team they are very expensive to power up. Take that into account. So when you want to use a Shadow Pokemon, make sure that you not only want to use it, but you can use it because you do have to invest Stardust and Candy. They also have a part where you can trade Pokemon. They're talking about how trading Pokemon is a benefit towards your PvP experience. And that's absolutely true. Depending on the level of friendship with someone, you will get Pokemon with different IVs. So if your friendship is maxed out with someone, your IVs will always stay start at 555, which gives you a better chance if you're looking for a certain hundo. So if you have a friend that you have maxed out friendship with, you can trade with them to potentially get 100% IV if that's what you're looking for. If you're looking for something more of like IVs in the wild, then you're going to need someone with a friendship level that's lower, even low. The problem with that is the higher the friendship, the less stardust you need to trade a Pokemon. The lower the friendship, the more stardust you need to trade a Pokemon. Now, it also talks about maximizing your resources for battle what that means is catch everything in sight because you're always going to need those resources down the line when you need to power something up which is the next slide on their website powering up pokemon with candy xl xl candy so xl candy is a very special candy that you can only get when you get to i think it's level 32 or level 35 you can start obtaining it and unlike candy it's so rare that you can catch 10 pokemon and only get one or two candy XL for that specific Pokemon. If you are looking for rare candy XL,
XL, that is even rarer. Rare candy is a very rare candy XL in general is very hard to come by. You almost always get rare candy from a raid or some sort of research task or something, but you almost never get a rare candy XL. Rare candy XLs are those rainbow color XL candies. The next thing on their website talks about preparing for a tournament. Now, this part obviously is not necessarily guided towards you. It might be, but what that's saying is that you need to take your Pokemon and test them out. Test what they do well against, what does well against them, maybe learn your type matchups when it comes to certain Pokemon. Then the next thing that they have is reading teams of six. So reading your opponent's teams of six. Now you can translate that when you're the average person like me into reading the meta, reading what you see over and over and over again in order to modify your team or maybe modify your play style so you can get the advantage or at least learn what you need to do going forward. It says win best of three match now this again doesn't necessarily pertain to us but what that does say is that when you win three out of five it says best of three but think of your pvp sets try to go for three out of five so that you can at least get that pokemon encounter and then when you win three out of five your rank might not go your points might not skyrocket but they do move in a positive direction so what that's telling me is that obviously you want to win the most but always try to go for those three because there are times where you're battling and you can win and you don't even know that maybe their connection is going to mess up or something like that and you stop tapping or you quit but try if you can if you have the energy if you have the time to see a battle all the way through you have something uh they have another thing that says advanced mechanics energy management what that means is that sometimes you want to keep tapping the screen so that you overload on energy like let's say you have body slam on snorlax and his fast attack is lick if you keep pressing you'll see that the body slam meter is getting full now when you look at a pokemon's moves you'll see that it has a certain amount of bars the bars means that you can keep tapping and it'll store that amount of energy it'll hold those amount of attacks so snorlax i think with body slam is like 50 or cost 50 energy or something like that but it's like you can hold like three of them or two or three of them whereas a bigger attack like fire blast you have to tap for a very long time in order to get that charge move off so energy management is just letting you know hey maybe get a little bit of extra energy here and there or know when to release your energy if you've overloaded on energy there's a certain limit so you might as well use your attack and not waste any time during the battle because you might lose it says charge attack timing now what that means is that your pokemon and the opponent's pokemon are going to have different times that they're going to have their attack you want to time your attacks to your opponent if you can if you know the counting the amount of times that their Pokemon's animation moves till they get their attack. Now that's assuming they press their attack as soon as they get it. So what they mean by timing is know when the availability of the button is to press when it comes to a charge attack, but you might not want to press it then and there because it's timing. And I can't really go into that because it goes with type matchups and I can be here all day saying when things should be timed then at the end of the day they're just theories and you kind of got to work that out. And that goes to the next thing. They're, they have something called advanced charge attack timing, which I guess is going to talk about fast move denial and just a 
couple of other technical things that aren't necessarily important unless you are trying to be some sort of PvP master and I want to help you PvP, but to be a master, I think requires a little bit more dedication than what this episode is about in particular. We are going to go into something else next because I just wanted to touch on that real quick because I thought that was just really interesting. What we're going to go to next is just really tips for a go fest. Honestly, we're kind of going to keep this episode short, as short as we possibly can, because we do have to prepare for this myself. A lot of the things that I'm about to say, I actually haven't done myself. So I would be a huge hypocrite if I didn't do this myself. But let's get into it. I wrote down tips for a GoFest. Let's see how this goes. I tried to get as much information as possible, but really there's always something that you leave out. Honestly, that's what I left out. I left out the first thing that I left out was I should have I should have wrote, "Hey Josh, uh remember that you're always going to forget something." because that's true. That's the number one rule. Uh, remember you're always going to forget something. Hopefully that rule doesn't translate into you're always going to forget someone because I think that would be worse. What I have is make sure you have your device and game up to date. You absolutely need those things. If you're going to play in a go fest or an event, these tips are good. They, they translate across the board. You need your game and your device up to date. Make sure your OS is up to date and make sure your Pokemon Go is up to date. Make sure you downloaded all assets. That's going to be your number one thing just to make sure there are no hiccups before you get to the event. Now, another thing you're going to want to do is clear out your inventory. Make sure you have enough space that you can catch so that you're not wasting time clearing out things. And if you think, oh, man, no, that's fine. I, it's it is a hassle and a half. Please clear out your inventory that comes that that's to Pokemon and that's for items when it comes to items take out a bunch of your maybe some of your revives a lot of your regular potions your TMs maybe not too many of your charge TMs but if you do plan on raiding remember or your your spinning stops if you plan on doing those things you're gonna get pokeballs you're gonna get certain items those very common items so if you want to throw those away do that maximize maximize your inventory especially the free-to-play players you're not new to this or if you're becoming free to play that's kind of how you do it you have to always look at what's most important that's if you're participating in this event if you're participating in a noxious swamp event that's the same exact ment mentality that you should hand have plan your hunt that is another one another one i have to stop saying that plan your hunt by planning your hunt restock your stuff restock your items go out and use your auto catcher or whatever it is pokeball plus plus and plus and plus to get items you need items but plan your hunt think about what you want out of this event what you're going to click on you don't want to waste your time clicking on a bunch of things that you don't want and then complaining that you already have that same shiny something or you didn't want to do that raid or something like that 
I know a lot of times you get a task or and you just want to complete it as fast as possible. But remember, plan your hunt. One of the things that kind of I didn't understand is planning your hunt. I wanted to do a little bit of Stardust, a little bit of XP. I wanted to do a little bit of everything. But this is a go fest. This is an event. Do one, maybe two things. Catch, look for shinies and raid i guess the, are probably the most the two most important things everything else doesn't matter what matters if you're going to one of these events a community day whatever is that you're taking event uh, taking advantage of the bonuses and you're taking advantage of the shiny odds when you go to these when you're just doing a regular kind of like event or just like vanilla spawn week all this stuff doesn't apply you can still have the same amount of fun but you're not going to get the same out of it so plan plan your bonuses plan the pokemon that you want plan your megas plan your your star pieces your star pieces and your lucky eggs plan all that stuff make sure you have coins raid passes balls incub incubators incubus make sure you have all of that stuff and that's just in the game that isn't even that's just your phone that's just bare bones what you need to go over there let's say you were just transported to go fest for some reason and all you had was your phone you would want to make sure you have the most space the most resources to catch and participate and that everything is up to date so you don't encounter any glitches or any bugs that would be beyond your control and you don't want to waste time doing that in the moment you don't want to waste time doing any of that all this stuff is really so that you don't waste too much time because the event seems like it's long but it actually isn't that long if you try to diversify your mind and try to do a bunch of different things you might get lost in the sauce and end up forgetting so many things like your free snapshots or your certain research tasks or something because you're so focused laser focused on one thing if that's how you feel you want to have the most fun then have at it but if you want to make the most out of your go fest in this regard i think this way is a little better because my plan makes it so that you are more taking care of yourself now you have you have to have sufficient backup power and cables you might want to carry cables for other people you might not want to because at the end of the day this is your game and the weight that you're carrying on your backpack perhaps but make sure you have a sufficient backup power and cables you're gonna want that you're also gonna think about a little extra because of the the time that you're gonna be playing just drains your battery exponentially do not gauge your battery on how you use it during the day. When you're playing this game for an extended period of time, your battery actually drains so fast. So you're going to want to do that. You're also going to want to check the weather. That's also going to be another determining factor on your power um, your power situation if it's too cold it's too hot electronics are kind of like us they don't like that stuff either and they don't perform well they don't perform under those things well we want to see if it's raining obviously but i think either way you should just bring an umbrella because the sun the rain or the wind or maybe the umbrella just acts as some sort of uh, six feet uh, social distancing thing because in New York people do not distance themselves at all that's just one thing 
if you are going to New York, that that is. Um, but check the weather during any kind of thing. Make sure you have your tickets, your transportation, however it is you're going to get there. Make sure you have a plan uh, printed out or on your phone or whatever you need to do. Make sure you have those things. This is all before you leave your house. Again, plan the com commute. On the Pokemon Go website, if you're going to New York City, they actually have a bunch of different ways that you can get to Randall's Island. And you can get to Randall's Island walking and from walking to a plane, everything in between. If you had the money, I guess, to land the plane on Randall's Island, you could do it. We can also, it also has, uh, it also has directions to New York. So the Pokemon Go website, if you don't know how to go to New York or just use a map or just your brain or just anything, you can go to the Pokemon. That's how helpful they are. They really want people to to participate. And I, it's funny for me, but I can't hate them for really wanting to for people to participate. I really felt that way once they did that PVP segment. I was like, oh, you guys actually do kind of like listen. You guys also want to dress accordingly. That kind of seems silly, but that is not. When I went to New York City with my friends in December, I had a snowsuit, I had under armor, I had hand warmers upon hand warmers, fleece. I was decked out as if I was going to Alaska or something like that. I was definitely ready at snow boots we were just out there we were just out there so for this it's going to be hot and you're saying you know maybe i'm in a city area or i'm going to new york city there are buildings uh yes there are buildings but if you are in a part that you need to be because there's a certain spawn or there's a certain gym and there is sun on you the, it, the sun is unforgiving and like a magnifying glass over there so you might want that umbrella you definitely want uh some sort of phone case for your phone because you might drop it there's a lot of people and if you're not again going to new york city if you're going to a congested area you're going to want a case obviously so that your phone doesn't break if you say you have a case just uh test it out real quick you're going to want a pop socket pop socket is always a good time especially for your hand it helps out with cramps if you're not if you're not used to playing for a long time your hand gets cramped so similar to people working or people playing video games your hand gets cramped doing the same kind of thing over and over and over again the pop socket is going to give you more of an ergonomic kind of like grip in all that sense now the other thing that i'm gonna advertise is called a phone umbrella i want this thing so bad phone umbrella please i want it and it's just a little umbrella for your phone. Remember how I was talking about the umbrella for your body? No, this is just for your phone, which I think is just better because I, I don't really mind the people, but what I do mind is my phone overheating. I tested my phone out, not in the sun, but in the shade while it was hot and the phone was still underperforming. See, the thing with uh, New York, or well, let's just go to New York for a second. Let's talk about it for a second is that you think that your phone is going to be okay with all the drifting and stuff like that but whether it's new york or not when it comes to an event 
Pokemon Go servers get a little bit overloaded. So any kind of detail you can pay attention to your phone as far as optimizing its performance for the long run is gonna help you. So even though phone, phone umbrella kind of seems a little crazy, I rather have a little piece of shade on my phone to give me a couple of extra seconds to check stuff because encountering things, checking research tasks, tasks during an event, any event, always has a little bit more congestion than usual. You're going to want a good book bag with pockets that can take a beating. When you're going to a GoFest or something like this, you're going to be very engaged in your phone. You want a, a, a kind of a more secure bag, something that if you put down or it doesn't have, you know, crazy valuables or something like that. Maybe something with like a cooling thing for snacks. You know, you want to put sunscreen, bug repellent in there. Anything else that, you know, drinks you want to keep cold because it is the summertime. You put a cold drink in there and over time it gets wet in your bag and then it's just warm. It's still refreshing though, obviously, but you do want a bag. That's another thing. You want to have all this stuff but also make your way over to whatever event earlier than you think so this is going to be the part like once this is going to be now now you're leaving the house now you got the sunscreen the bug repellent your wallet your cell phone your keys your pop sockets your all your stuff you're like hey i'm ready to go we have our all our ducks in a row all our ducklets in a row you just move forward and now you find a good area to start activating your lucky eggs or star pieces or whatever it is you think you'll need your incense maybe not incense because the at the when the event starts kind of like a community day that's when the incense gets that three hour bonus so you might want to hold off on the incense again if there's a an event that says from a certain time you get a certain bonus but if there isn't you can comfortably set up your lucky eggs and star pieces if you want free to play players or people don't want who don't want or don't think that they should use their resources right away people like me want to do those things so that later on i don't have to worry about it but other people are more aware of them themselves and their resources and their game to where they can go okay now i'm gonna raid a little bit more so let's throw on these things so just make sure you have those in the beginning i was talking about just making sure you have those you want to make sure you're armed and ready to go so when you're at war you have all the tools necessary now another thing for a go fest is try to use the restroom before and during but ultimately have a restroom that you can always go to this is so key because there are times many a times when any one of us and it doesn't have to be pokemon go where we're we're performing a task and we get so engaged that we forget to use the restroom and then we try to push it and then at a certain time we look up and say oh wow we really need to go and now it is crunch time make sure you have a restroom at your disposal almost for any go fest or any fest it is for me kind of bad especially because i love going to new york i keep bringing new york up not be just because i'm excited to go there but because it is a stomping ground of sorts for me since i live relatively close to new york so i have the privilege of playing there and in new york there is no bathroom 
Has anyone ever said New York smells like an open bathroom? Well, that's because all their bathrooms are closed. So it is no wonder why it smells like that is because people almost have to use the bathroom outside, which is insane. It is insane. And you think, oh, I'm going to go to a restaurant and I'll pay for something. <laughs> no, you can pay as much money as you want and it they will not let you use their bathroom most of the time you are not using a bathroom for free especially in new york city and in other places it gets a little weird so know where you're going to use the bathroom it, it kind of seems like oh duh but that is very important especially in this heat if you're hydrating like you're supposed to you're sweating you're engaged you're walking around you're gonna want to you're gonna want to have access to a restroom this is before, during, and everything in the event, but this is very important and very important to me especially. So please try to find one of these places. Also make sure, try to find other places that you might like to eat at. That might be another place that you might wanna grind is a place that you, you know you wanna eat at. And this is before the event starts. Also, another thing before the event starts, stretch. Your legs, you're essentially a marathon runner, but you're walking. You waste so many calories, not waste, but you're spending so many calories. Your brain is just going at full speed. Thinking of this, thinking of that. Did I do this? What's the next thing? This thing popped up. We're walking. My thing's drifting. Oh my God, everything is glitching. There's a lot of things that happen during these events. So you really have to stay calm. You really have to stretch. You really have to make sure you're in a good mindset so that you can play. Once the event is live, that's it. You, all you need to do is hydrate, eat properly, really make sure you eat properly. Just putting things into your body for fuel is not the best mentality, especially for this. If that's your MO, like it is for me to just eat random garbage, seemingly off the street, then don't do that this time. Take a couple carrot sticks and just Google, Google a couple of uh, healthy options, protein bars and all that good stuff. Bring that stuff with you. It might not satiate your appetite fully to where you know you have the the coma going on the food coma but what you do want is you do want to be burning good calories you do want good nutrition so that you can participate in the entirety of the event and make it home because that's the that's the goal afterwards to make it home now one of the biggest things that i left out before we get to that i wrote focus on your goal just remember throughout your whole experience if you're there for just car bank or you know if you're there for a certain shiny or just remember to focus on your goal you have to remember to focus on your goal that is the only thing that is gonna kind of bring you joy that's not the only thing that's going to bring you joy. The last two things on this, I think, are the most important things to talk about. You're going to focus on your goal, obviously. A lot of the things that I was talking about was focusing on you as the player, as the individual. Now, we don't have to just focus on ourselves. One of the good things about these events, Pokemon Go in general, that I'll always say is that you can bring friends. You can bring family. You can bring whoever you want, 
who enriches your life in order to have this experience. They can play the game. They don't have to play the game as long as they're around, as long as they're available and they want to participate in the journey. That's really what you want. The story that I was telling you in the beginning, yeah, it was a little sad and yeah, I had a good outcome like with the shinies, but overall, I'd rather be telling you a story about how I had a fear of missing out of the shinies from the event. I didn't. I actually missed out on the friendship that I actually thought I had. I was actually missing out on something that I didn't even know existed. Not that I didn't know existed, but I was missing out on something that I didn't even anticipate. I was anticipating for shinies to flee. I was anticipating for me to miss out on evolving something and getting a legacy move. I was predicting I was going to miss certain little mundane things, but I didn't think I was going to miss my friends so much. And I think that's what the takeaway is. These events and the FOMO that you can get from participating or not participating, really, that's what it is. The FOMO that you can get from not participating is the worst. It's not that you didn't participate, it's that you didn't get to. If you don't get the shiny, that's okay, but sometimes you don't get to participate. That's kind of the worst. People always differentiate between Pokemon Go players like free to play and pay to win, right? But I don't know what the term is for someone who always has access to some friends and then someone who kind of has to lone wolf it. I guess you would just call that the lone wolf, but we'll find a better term for that. I don't have to be a lone wolf. The things that I learned last year is the information that I gave you this time with the weather and the pop sockets and all that good stuff. It's everything that I learned from last year to this year. Now, if you guys want an update, so you're like, oh, Josh, so this year you switched it up, right? <laughs> you would be wrong. This year I was supposed to go or I am sort of going with the same friend, but he too is for the second time in a row abandoning me again midway. Now, I say abandoned, but I can actually honestly say abandoned in the most playful way because a content creator has revealed that they are going from Bryant Park to Central Park. I've never really done a GoFest. I've met content creators in the past, but I've never really traveled in a pack with them because I'm such like a, a quote unquote lone wolf. But I don't have to be. You don't have to be. You can bring friends. If you don't have friends, then you can talk to somebody on the phone. Make sure you're texting someone, you're engaged with someone. Make sure when you get a shiny, maybe you name it after them. That would be so cool. Make sure if you are participating in this event on your own, like I did last year and, and sort of like I kind of am this year, make sure that you know that you have people out there. Again, you can email the show. You can contact the show on Instagram and Twitter, Pokemon Go LA50. You can do all that stuff. And I'll definitely shout you out, tell your story, whatever it is that you want to know or have known. I'll say it because that's what I want to do. I want to have a segment dedicated to you, dedicated to the trainers out there that are similar to me, where you love having fun with other people, which everyone does. But oftentimes you find your yourself having to lone wolf it, having to be by yourself. That's kind of where this episode is going, because I think for the most part, anyone who has a, a decent group of people or a, a very good co-pilot, I think all this stuff, whether you forget something or you don't, I think all this stuff, if you don't do it perfectly, I think it's a part of the process. I think it's a part of the fun that you forgot your keys or you forgot the thing. So you had to take a bicycle, a city bike or to something, or, you know, you had to do something super crazy, super fun. 
I think that adds to the story. I think a part of me is really maybe doing this episode for past me just to tell myself in the past or anyone who might feel like that, like right now, do all these things, feel good about doing this because this kind of information comes in handy for next time or for someone else who needs the information. That's essentially why I'm doing this podcast. I said in the beginning, I want to do it in a way to help each and every one of you because you don't have to be the very best. You already are. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye.